so I saw you out working in the garden pretty heavy out there and talked to the guys. Did they speak English? Uh, they had one guy. Okay. One <laughs> that spoke English. Looked like he was just, he just got the job and kind of is bilingual, if not multilingual. So. Okay. But yeah, he he was perfectly fine talking to him. And uh, I asked if I could get, uh, I, well, I was like, I, I don't know if you guys like have to take this somewhere or anything, but I was, I have a garden in the backyard and I was just wondering if I could have the mulch. And he was like, oh yeah, you, you want the mulch? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh yeah, yeah. I had no idea what they were saying, but they did not understand you. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And he was like, okay. And then he walked back over there and I was like, and he was like, you want to just... You mean to just drop it over here? And I was like, yeah, you know, I can move the truck. And he was like, okay. And then I uh, ran inside, grabbed the keys, came back out, and he came back up. He came up to the window, so I rolled it down. And he was like, hey, uh, do you want just what we have, or do you want like a full truck? Because I, we can go, we're going to go fill the truck. So, and I was like, oh, I'll take a full truck. And he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, so we're just going to go do this next job and, you know, fill the truck, and we'll come back and just drop it right here. And I was like, okay, thank you so much. And that so, thing's like, Six cubic yards. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot. So and you're I'm gonna so have excited. six cubic yards of free mulch. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, so I, I, I have... was sitting here worried about getting the wood chipper fixed and that it wasn't gonna be able to handle that load that you were gonna do. But these guys are gonna bring it to you for free. Yeah, you so... can do the entire back garden. Yeah, you could I could literally entire... fill oh, yeah. the other garden too if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But like now, I'm excited because yeah, I I want mulched paths. The biggest thing that I was concerned about is that half of the things that I'm growing this year, I, I already know where they're going to go. One mm-hmm. of them being like the zucchini grows massive and a lot of people have it on the edge of their garden beds because it can grow out and over into the path and kind of spill into the pathway. And you just, you know, mind your step when you're walking around. But because our pathways were just going to be our grass, I was so worried that like, oh my gosh, I'm going to grow these things that are going to sprawl out and the girls are going to run it over. They, they've mm-hmm. already done it to grapes that I've tried to plant along our black gates and everything like that. And so I was just like, I was trying to figure out because that was the, that's the biggest crop yeah. that you get, you know, we all love zucchini so mm-hmm. much and I want to grow like we six all love or zucchini seven. The way I cook zucchini. Well, yeah, well I so. cooked zucchini. The girls like the way that I make it and it's not much different from the way you make it. I just normally make it for their lunches every once in a while. I'll fry it up um, with some onion and then put it over a bit of rice. Yeah, they the, love that. They're but. dying for the zucchini pancake right now. <laughs> yeah, Lily so. was already like, hey, so for spring break? <laughs> and I was like, yes. And she's like, okay. So, so yeah, no, I wanted to have like, you know, six, seven, eight plants all at the edges of all of the beds mm-hmm. because then they could grow out into the in the pathway but i was like oh my goodness like i i didn't know how i was gonna do that but now i'm like if the lawnmower doesn't have to be brought through the garden area i don't have to worry about things getting run over in the garden area True. i can also add any kind of seating and stuff and anything else that you know we want to add to it without worrying about oh man it's gonna be in the way the grass is going to get overgrown underneath this thing and da 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 because that's the other issue about where the you know little fountain that i have is and the the strawberry plants is like they're too close together for a lawnmower to be brought through it so now i'm like so now like my brain is going like oh my goodness now i need to go back and get a lot more boxes (laughs) because that's the easiest way with the cheapest way free boxes and free mulch to have free Mm -hmm. garden paths 100 percent free garden paths yeah and so now i'm like you know thinking ahead of all the different areas and things that like you know the front yard can be mulched and i know that you like the black mulch but you know it fades it says it's supposed to be good for a year do you you know what you could get and doesn't what those cleavers their roots are used for making a vibrant red dye and it is permanent if you get it on you any clothing or anything like that you dye that clothing it's going to be that red so we have so many cleavers that i'm sure if we talk to the neighbor behind us and just hit the north lot we can dig those up and the roots you steep the roots and it will make red and you could just spray it onto the freaking mulch and you have red mulch. But I thought I thought you didn't like the red mulch. That was the whole thing. I didn't like that red mulch. Okay. Hey, the but stuff that I don't like is kind of irrelevant with your garden. I'm so proud of you with your garden right now. I just want you to keep going and whatever's going to keep you going. I don't care if the stuff's normal color fades out to you know, gray, and it's just there helping to control all the weeds and everything so you don't have to worry about it. I don't care if you paint it polka dots. I literally don't. 
So whatever is going to make you happy. I was just, I was like excited because I remembered that about cleavers and we've got the cleavers that are done in the freeze dryer right now that as soon as Lily gets home, we're going to have her put them in a package and weigh them. I think she's going to be disappointed because she's expecting it to be like two, three pounds. I'm like, no, not when you freeze dry, <laughs> not if you freeze dry kiddo. So she's going to learn that, but I'm, I'm going to pay her for it because I'm going to take them as a tincture. So, but no, that, that literally means that if if I can mulch out the paths, mm-hmm. that means that I don't have to worry about some of my vining plants being all the way off the ground because yeah. that was the biggest thing that I was concerned about. Is like, oh man, like if I'm growing as much cucumber as I say I'm going to grow, mm-hmm. like I want some along the the black gate that we have, and now we're talking about ripping it out, and so now I'm like, oh gosh, like what am I? You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to think ahead. Because I don't want to grow well, things. I was just asking what you thought about ripping it out just because it would open it up. But I don't need to rip it out if your garden is, is just getting bigger and bigger. I just what I was concerned about mostly was I was talking about putting a recreation space in that back area that we're closing off. And I was like, well, do I really want to do that if you if we can just extend your garden? Because I'd rather your garden was extended more than anything else. So I, I kind of like. Okay, where's my entertaining center uh, side of the house going to or backyard going to be? And honestly, the front area where you first walk out from the bungalow and all and uh, all the way to your garden, that's can all just be our entertaining area. So I don't need to stress it like I am. So I'm I'm looking at it now going, okay. So so don't worry about that. I'm not going to just yank stuff out and I wouldn't do it if you didn't want it and you didn't want it. So I just literally put that out of my head. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, and for those of you who have asked, I will absolutely make sure that we get a bunch of pictures of our backyard and aerials and stuff like that. I apologize. I keep saying I'm going to and I don't. It's so. just always a mess. I'm always in the middle of five <sighs> different projects and the girls are always in the middle of seven different things that they got to clean up, do whatever, the things that they're interested in, the chickens got to be, you yeah. know, we have a lot of things to do. But I have heard but. those of you have been like, I've been to your Facebook and I'm not seeing anything on your backyard. I And I don't mean that even sound patronizing. I get it. I, 100% I take that and I'm like, ah, I know. But I am going to be working on the website. I am going to be working on articles that back up a lot of the topics and things that we're talking about in our national days and all of those. So we are going to be getting all that stuff together. It's just we are a two-person operation right now, Mm -hmm. and things are crazy. So just putting out two recordings a day, five days a week is, you know. It's tough, (laughs) especially with all the things that, you know, we do outside mm-hmm. of this, you know, we talk about all the things and it's yeah. still not even half of it most of the time. No, and, and I've got, I got some amazing feedback. We did, we did bring on somebody that's helping with our social media. I'll, I have to ask him if it's okay to release his name anyway, but uh, who's helping because I just, I was getting overwhelmed and I was getting overwhelmed to the point where I just, I stop when I get overwhelmed with things. I just stop. I get away from it because that way I can just hit my reset button and I couldn't get away from it enough to set my reset button. But I had a good talk today. We had a very good talk today and uh, I've got some great feedback. And those of you who have been listening and who are, you know, doing the survey stuff. Hey, thanks. We appreciate that too. You know, that feedback has, has definitely been listened to. So, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and it's just, it's just awesome to know how many people that we have just on, you know, just on the, the RSS root platform that, you know, we have over 4,000 downloads a day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just crazy to, to us. That's downloads. That's not even streams. And we know that Spotify's numbers, Apple's numbers, and everybody else that we that you, that people stream us through, mostly Spotify and Apple, um, mostly Spotify, you know, that those numbers are, are different than what we have. It's just crazy to think about that. So we definitely appreciate that. So, and we're trying. We're, we're definitely getting up there. And, and uh, yeah, crazy. So with that... And uh, if at some point, you know, hear Kiki go, ah, he's here, then we know that she's going to have to go out there and just make sure that those guys can deliver that mulch. But welcome to the afternoon dive on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we talk about everything. And nothing. All at the same time by two people who are just biting off so much more than we can chew and hoping that we don't get overwhelmed and anxious in the process. So... Uh, today we talk about the economy and what else normally? People suck. Oh, people suck. And I have stories on both of those. But first, let's let's talk a little bit about the economy. And I, w- I want people to understand, um, if you want a big talk about the economy and you come in and you, and you, you tune in on Wednesdays for the economy, uh, yesterday's was a big, huge, long rant about what's going on and things that are going on. Um, today, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there so that we understand this. We are told by the government that we are not under attack. Okay? So I'm just going to say that. We are told we are not under attack. 
we had 37 food processing plants that had unexplained sabotages, basically arson, destruction, shutdowns, but we are not under attack. We had baby formula that went into shortage because of something that might have not probably wasn't and never had actually been there, but we're not under attack. Thousands of head of cattle, tens of thousands of head of cattle have died unexplainably. We weren't able to do anything. They were burned because, you know, we're not under attack. Millions of poultry had to be destroyed because of a potential unknown avian flu, but we're not under attack. Money. Oh, your, your credit card, more than likely your credit card number is among the 40 million credit card numbers. All three of mine found out that got exposed on the dark web recently, but we're not under attack. Food shortages, shipping shortages, trucking shortages, truckers were having their kingpins pulled so that their trailers were falling where trailers were falling full of food and goods and their trailers were being, you know, hijacked and stolen and, you know, vandalized, but we're not under attack. I want you to understand that no matter what, we're not under attack. We find out that the footage for January 6th was doctored, was not the original footage. And when we saw the original footage, it made things not make sense that we were told, but we're not under attack. 40,000 new IRS agents mobilized and armed to go after, you know, billionaires for 40,000, which equates to something like 120 per, but we're not under attack. You are canceled if you watch the wrong thing, say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing, believe the wrong thing, or speak about the wrong thing, but we're not under attack. People lose their jobs for expressing their First Amendment protected activities, but we're not under attack. Venezuela used to be a thriving country. Why? Because they had oil. They had oil and they sold it and they had a socialist economy that worked and thrived and was amazing. So here I am touting socialism, right? Except that people who wanted that power came in and took that power. And then Venezuela died. It is garbage. Crime is up. People's health is down people are dying every single day from starvation exposure and just preventable here in our first world country illness why because they gave up their guns they gave up their rights because everybody believed that their government was going was there to protect them because that's what had happened but a small group of people were able to come in and destroy that entire country and now we're doing the same thing. I don't care what you believe. I don't care how many genders you think there are. I don't care about any of that. What I care about is how many times you have to spend more for your gas. How much more do you have to budget for your meals? How many more, more of your privacies need to be invaded on police? We watch videos of police every day violating people's rights. How much more of this are we going to see and still be able to say we're not under attack? The USDA is not required to regulate the amount of arsenic in your organic fruits and vegetables or to notify you that they are in there. It's scary to me. I don't know how you feel about it, but it scares me because they want to get truckers out of here. They want to have electric trucks that are attached to a government regulated grid to deliver your food and control where you eat, what you eat, how you eat. There's government regulation out there right now where they want us to have to register our gardens. I can tell you right now, we're going to be outlaws. <laughs> You don't get to know how much we grow. It's none of your business. And 
Oh, yeah. Recently passed laws make it illegal for us to shoot surveillance drones over our property. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll share that one a little later. I've been reading up on it. I'm like, oh, really? So, yeah. Why? Because if it's illegal for, for an officer to walk onto my property without my permission and lean over my fence, why would it be legal for them to fly a drone over my property? Or anybody to fly a drone over my property. Like, mm-mm. No, I have enough RC stuff. I'll just knock it out of the sky. I don't care. But, yeah. So, anyways, remember, government's letting us know we are not under attack. You know, <laughs> what do you think? I just, the same things that I always do. <laughs> the... You know, every time that we talk about things like that, it just makes me want, you know, to figure out how to get more self-sufficient and, you know, figure out more for, you know, uh, making food from scratch, saving food and growing the food and saving the seeds from any of that food. Like, I'm, I want to get it all down and, like, legitimately get to a point where I don't need to buy you know transplants or anything unless it's literally a variety i don't have and plus you know the more you save seeds from something the more um acclimated to your climate and everything Mm -hmm. it gets so that's one of the biggest you know reasons why you know if you get a variety of something you really enjoy start growing it and saving the seeds more and more and more and more every year it gets hardier for your climate the as it gets used to the way everything is so first you know two three years of a garden with you know saving seeds may be you know whatever that it is but after that you know you save the seeds and regrow it again the next year it gets a lot more productive and a lot more used to your temperatures ranges and how quickly or slowly your you know uh seasons heat up and cool mm-hmm. down and all that so i'm just i'm the really hardening and everything else yeah out there. yeah it makes sense i want to find you know more wholesale suppliers for things you know like are staples like mm-hmm. rice and you know noodles and uh flour and just everything that's like the basics of things that you know w- as much as as much as you want to like make you know us noodles and dry them and everything i understand that it's a time-consuming thing and you'd have to set aside you know a day or two just to do that over and over again same thing for me and bread and i want to do that but it's just you know the the kitchen we have it just, it really makes it so hard <laughs> it's i i would literally yeah. rather have the kitchen from the old house at this point than the kitchen here because oh, there I'm was way you. much more counter space everybody could be working hands on and not get in the way of each other and work at the dining table because it was also right there and not get in the way of each other and all of that so it's just it's frustrating knowing that aspect of it but no the between uh figuring out what works best and what spaces work best for all of the the garden plants saving all the seeds saving the food and actually using it eating more seasonally because like i said before we don't do that and i really want to work on that this year as crops come into fruition and ready to be harvested that we base our meals off of that plant instead of going oh well can we add it to something i already had planned i'm already in the mood for this and you know it's not really like it would be great like even just for tonight a hundred percent don't have to buy any lettuce unless it's for you and your wrap. Yeah. Because I 100% I have enough lettuce in the backyard to give everybody lettuce on their burgers. You're going to make the hamburger buns? I can. Okay. I can try. Yeah. I haven't made hamburger buns it's yet. Okay. I know we still have sesame seeds so I can make some tasty ones. Yeah, there but, you go. But yeah, no, I could try. <laughs> I, I, I actually sent you a recipe. So for something that's literally it's like a two hour, in, in two hours you can make buns. So. Yeah, I know they're not hard. That's the thing. I could probably make that, and I could probably make hamburger or ha- hot dog buns. My mm-hmm. goodness. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm excited because yeah, that's like, I am so close. Literally, hopefully, in the next month, we'll start having tomatoes because of the ones that I planted as yeah. early as I planted them. <laughs> One of them has a flower right now. I'm hoping like that's gonna be our first tomato. So like, and it's a beef steak. So yay for you. It's yeah. the ones you specifically oh, yeah. wanted. <laughs> um, but the tomato wall's got to go up still. So that's the only other thing that's like, oh, I need soil for that because that's where the rest of the tomatoes are going to go. But now I'm ready to start looking at, you know, if we don't, we're, we're still too a little bit too early for me to plant out any of my hot peppers. The sweet peppers might go out um, in mm-hmm. the next couple of days. Um, 
probably this weekend <laughs> but like that's exciting because it's like that's you know i'm gonna have we're gonna start having bell peppers and then the same thing for the hot peppers it's just once we stop dropping below 50 at all that's when the hot peppers can go out without worry um because yeah you need you're supposed to have you know temperature lows being 55 is when tomatoes are the happiest so they're going to be a little bit slower to grow right now but because it's still getting as hot as it is during the day i don't think the nighttime temperatures are bothering them um they're more so just irritated with how hot it is as fast as it is so i'm at a point where i need uh to figure out um more efficient watering methods uh because it's there i keep seeing people with and i keep forgetting what it's called they have these clay pots that they put into the garden beds and um because they have little holes in them you fill those things up with water and it keeps the soil underneath the top you know inch actually you know wet enough that the the roots don't you know dry out at all and i was thinking about something like that for the tomato bed that i have where they're on both sides i could have one or two of them in the middle and thing and i could still grow the lettuce in between it but either way it just makes me want to to get you know all of those things figured out and get very 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 self-reliant here in the next yeah. couple of months kind of thing like i really want to start looking into pricings of things and stuff that we can get and you know figuring out because we have enough gardening friends now that you know have a whole group and i want to really put together and talk with the leader of our our group mm-hmm. about coming up with just our group trade days mm-hmm. like i love that every you know there's all there's the um farmer's market for here and you know a lot of people just trade things and list things on my like i want to come up with a day that is unspoken you know not online all the time kind mm-hmm. of every you know every meeting we talk about when the next one will be kind of thing and we bring whatever we have and everything and we can trade and you know deal with things like that because it would be I, I don't want it to be something that everybody else gets to do because it's really frustrating <laughs> that, you know, all these different places and because there's so many people that go to them, they have, you know, higher prices or all oh, the demand is different because, you know, so many people are coming by. I'm going to get the best you know deal for my money when it's a smaller group with everybody has their staples. It, it's a lot yeah. easier to actually get a legitimate trade out of somebody that's not way overpriced or way, oh man, well, I know that you want this, you know, cow's milk, mm-hmm. but I see that you got like three, four, five different, you know, varieties of tomatoes and I could use it. It's like, that's not worth it. There are so many tomatoes that come off of this one plant and you're going to give me one week's worth of milk for five different, to- mm-hmm. like, I feel like that's what always happens mm-hmm. at places where there's so many people because it's like, oh, I know that my milk is high demand and somebody else will come along and do that. So I want to I want to figure something like that well, out. I got the video that you sent me on um, doing mushrooms, the bulk oyster mushrooms mm-hmm. that that couple did, realizing that we can use the grow room, you know, that we can grow them there because I, I didn't. I think that's what happened with those mushrooms is they eventually got to the point. I didn't know. And you're right. And it was right. They do want light at some point. And I was like, oh, so I had darkened up the room mm-hmm. and wondered why they were dying off. And <laughs> so, yeah, so. You know, I want to be able to do that, but that's the thing is that we have honey and we have, you know, uh, not a lot of people want to deal with the bees. Right. And, and, uh, I'm like, okay. And so I'm going to get at least another nuke if I can't find it, you know, um, people are doing, getting the swarm catchers right now. Their swarm traps are working great. Oh, and I'm getting, speaking of the bees, I hmm? saw activity at the other two hives. Yeah. So I don't think they're gone. I don't think that, you know, either they, yeah, either some, another colony is moving into the last one, whatever Mm -hmm. the middle one is. I don't think they left. I just think they were waiting because there weren't enough of them to come out on the days that it was kind of warm because it's been 80 degrees the last couple of days and they have been flying in and out, just not to the extent of the first one. I just think that they're a smaller colony. And then I think the last one that had like no activity at all, I think there's somebody moving in because I saw them half, you know, flying around underneath it and like they're circling it. So it's not like they're just going straight in and out. So I think it's somebody figuring out if they're going to move in or not. So like that's exciting. But I mean, that's kind of that kind of just makes me want to set up the other two because that means that they're looking for places to be right now. Mm-hmm. They're they're in that. I remember when we saw that video about it. That's what they're doing right now is they're splitting and they're going off to, ex- you know, completely split colonies right now and finding out where they're going to live. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, gosh, maybe but we maybe should have the others. Door. Yeah. Well, let's you know what? I'm not against setting it up. You can fit the other suit. So between the two of us, we can get it done. I'm, I'm 100 percent for it. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a lot right now and yes. we can make some mead right now. There's yes. no reason not to. And so we have we have the, the stuff ability to be able to do it. Yeah. So and um, today 
before the end of today, I believe. Let me check just to make sure. Yep. Um, it's probably out there right now. Uh, the the last batch on the infusion for the vanilla extract mm-hmm. uh, should be arriving today. But, yeah, the more self-sufficient that we can get, the better off we're going to be. But knowing that we are going to have basically a gallon of vanilla extract is always a good thing too. So we, mm-hmm. we have things that we can start trading and, and everything else. And, you know, and that's the thing is like, if you're at home and you're like, man, I live in an apartment, I can't do any of this stuff. Yes, you can. Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely can. You 100% can look up mushrooms, look up. There's chestnut and I just mushrooms. Had somebody um, uh, message me um, because I, I have a, for a, <laughs> This is going to be a roundabout for a second, but okay. trust me, a podcast that I listened to, uh, a bunch of people created a group just for the Dallas-Fort Worth area um, so that we could just talk. Mm-hmm. And so in that, you know, they had, you know, hey, I know we hadn't. It was when the tornado warning was, you know, going around. And it was yeah. like, hey, I don't know if you, everybody is, we, we haven't really been active in this group, but, you know, I wanted to, you know, make sure everybody was okay. And, you know, we could just talk for a bit about this being a little scary. And so we, you know, started up a conversation about it. And I was talking about how I was concerned for my plants because I just got a lot of things outside and i was like and if the wind destroys all of it i'm gonna be really upset so Mm -hmm. then we were talking back and forth and somebody had actually messaged me separately from that group being like hey uh you pretty much inspired me because you know you i know you have a lot of stuff but you were talking about you know the things that you had done before and the the way that your house was in california and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. you know you inspired me i know i live in an apartment i but i have a a porch and a balcony and i mm-hmm. want to grow some things on it you know what would you suggest and i was like well which way does it face and they're like it faces east and i was like so focus on things that are part shade or full shade plants it doesn't always mean that you're going to grow fruit food but that still means that you can grow edible varieties of other plants mm-hmm. because there are plenty of things out there it's just a matter of searching for it finding it taking things and you know figuring it out whatever works for you because east is still all full morning sun so yeah depending on how high up on the building you are how early you get the shade you're gonna do a lot so it's like i people people are if you're determined enough you can grow or do anything because they can still get these grow lights and they get the morning sunlight so the plants won't die but they'll still have the the grow lights to have that light afterwards and so Mm -hmm. it's just like there are so many options if you sit there and you're in an apartment or you're in a small home or you're sharing a house or whatever it is you still have an option. You don't even you don't need a backyard to have some level of something growing for yourself. You just need the right lights, or the right determination. In all honesty, you need the right determination in order to do it. Because if you give up or you think oh, I'll try it and work, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna not do it. Then you're not gonna ever get anywhere. But you definitely uh, there's so many options. Like you were saying, there's mushrooms oh, yeah. and mushrooms are it's super super easy. The amount of people that do them. And it's just like, there's no reason not to. And if you love mushrooms, then my goodness, it's so easy to grow an entire dinner's worth of mushrooms in a couple of days. (laughs) As long as you do it right and you have a constant batch going, you got mushrooms and that's, you know, meals and meals and meals of just, Mm -hmm. you know, a constant rotation of the same thing. Five minutes out of your day and you got mushrooms. So, yeah, so. (laughs) No, and and that's, that's what I'm saying is like, you know, you, you can grow mushrooms, but not only that, like I was just looking it up while you were talking about that is, you know, get smart about things. Look, you can buy, okay. Pasta right now, a pound of pasta is almost impossible to find under a dollar a pound. And if you find it under a dollar a pound, it's usually very low grade. Right. Mm -hmm. But pasta is little more than flour, oil, egg. That's it. Like those are the combinations. And you know, I when I make my own pasta, which I haven't done in a while, but when I make my own pasta, I do it with an herb, you know, some powdered herb or something like that. So I get a little extra flavor that's that's in it. And I always like to do that, um, you know, just because that's like something people never expect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so but you can buy a 50 pound bag of semolina flour, which is what is used for making most pastas. OK, you can buy a 50 pound bag of it for like 30 bucks. So $25 to 30 bucks. So say $25. So it's 50 cents a pound. So you can make pasta for cheaper than what it's going to be. And you could sell it to people for twice what it costs you to make, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's like, so there's those things people like, oh, I can't do that. Yeah, you can. You absolutely can. You know, if you live in an apartment and they allow pets, ask them if they allow a chicken. Like just that little offset. Why? You know, and people will tell you, oh, you're not going to make your money on, on chickens. Look, if, if you eat and you have kitchen scraps, yeah, you are. A hundred percent. Chickens can basically eat everything that you can. 
Okay, they can. Or if if oh well, you know you you don't want to feed your your chickens meat. You, people say that, and that's bull. I don't understand that's that. That's bull. A, we watch our chickens eat snakes yeah. and worms, and like they will run down grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. Holy crud! Oh, you missed that when we had the when we had the front area and we had them up in the front area. It was chocolate. Our our our, our big floofy girl. She ran down a locust she would like book it could it tried to like not land and she just sat there and like dodged and juked with it and caught it and ate it like just didn't waste time as soon as she caught it the other chickens were like what do you got and she's mm-hmm. like nothing <laughs> so but yeah it's like you know don't don't ever let people tell you you can't do something if people tell you you can't do something you know the only person that should be able to beat you is you and don't let you don't don't do it you know there's no reason for it. You don't have to do it. You 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 can do anything. Most people start their businesses in their apartments. I started my first business in my apartment. Let me tell you my first business, okay? My first business developed because I stayed pretty well um, flexible. And I'll, I'll, I'll do this to explain this. In my junior year at Sac State, I needed money <laughs> it's funny as it sounds it was a time where it was getting close to the holidays and people weren't coming into our 24-hour restaurant and graveyards because everybody was christmas shopping getting ready for christmas you know as people are getting closer to the holidays the end of the year they stop going out as much because they're buying presents for everybody they're spending all of their money on on useless trinkets that people are going to be like oh thanks let me re-gift this next year but whatever it is and so one of the things that i had done for a friend was we had to do a resume class now i was i aced um not resume class but we did a a class about building your resume now in high school, I and I talked about this yesterday that I, I'm not a writer, but that's kind of a lie because I did ace my creative writing class uh, classes <laughs> all the time. I just didn't like them. Right. So that was where it was. But in in previous episodes of this, I've talked about the fact that it's not illegal to lie on your resume mm-hmm. that you can straight out lie on your resume. But you get found out. You will get found out. Just it happens. okay. but one of the things that I was really good at was being creative and I used to be very creative in how I would write things. So somebody would work for, you know, you'd work for a McDonald's. And what did you do? Oh, as a fry cook. No, I worked for McDonald's Corporation and I was in charge of overseeing the production of high volume um, you know, a high volume temperature OSHA regulated equipment. Fry cook. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Oh, so I literally did that for my friend Jeremy and I, I made his resume sound so beautiful. He ended up getting a job for a company called Sunny Select, which did a lot of uh, frozen foods by concentrates. He dropped out of college because the job that they offered him was six figures in 1996, <laughs> you know, for a guy who's 22 and still has two years to go. You know, he was like, I, I'm sorry, this Joey, holy crud. So so somebody else, he's like, hey, my friend Brad, he needs his resume done. And I was like, oh, that's great, man, but I just did yours to do yours to help out. And Brad's like, and Brad comes to me and he's like, yeah, I need my resume done too. And I'm like, dude, I'm I, no. And he's like, I'll pay you. What? <laughs> Dude, I'll give you 50 bucks if you do my resume and I get a job. No, no. You'll give me 50 bucks. I'll do your resume. Then you give me another 50 bucks when it's done. Then then we'll talk. Okay, deal. Really? I didn't expect to get $100 to do a resume. <laughs> so I'm not kidding. So I did Brad's resume and ended up getting him a job working at another plant and another company as a manager. Right? When Brad had been nothing but a lawnmower. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I made his resume oh beautiful. Are you kidding? He was in charge of the operation, maintenance, safety, um, and compliance of, of all of this equipment that was utilized in, com- in, com- in the commercial and residential industry to the tunes of tens of thousands of dollars worth of, of equipment. So he got to manage this equipment at, the, at another facility. Nothing he'd ever done before, but that's what the internet was for, and people really didn't understand that the internet, you could learn how to do damn near anything at the time. But So yeah, so then all of a sudden, I'm not kidding, Five people the next week came in 
I did their resumes. All got jobs. You know, and then so I, I started getting cash overhand. So my very first company wasn't SIA. My very first company was a company called Refined Ventures. And it was Refined Ventures based on the fact that I had people just write it out to RV, which was my birth name that I was utilizing at the time. And that would go directly into my bank account and didn't need to have a business license. But after a little while, I realized I was going to have to because I had to, to you know, tax reasons that I was going to have to actually have a company. Right. So then I was doing these resumes and a new Walmart was coming in and Walmart was still baby to us. I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm 20 years old. Walmart's barely a thing at this point you know, out here in California, which for you, you can't imagine a city without a Walmart, yeah, right? That's really weird. But, but for us, no, no, the, the one in Roseville was just opening up. And so I helped three people get manager positions there. And then I got a phone call from her name was Debbie. And I want to say Gillis, but I can't remember her last name off the top of my head. Um, but she was the HR manager at, at, um, at that Walmart. And because one of the things that I had done was on the bottom of every resume that I did in the smallest print I possibly could was said resume created and present uh, created, approved and verified by refined ventures. And so she found me. She called me and she says, hey, you keep sending us all these people that you're doing resumes for and we'll give you five hundred dollars for every single person that we hire. And I was what? like, are you serious? Oh, yeah. No, this is how everything started. Now, I'm still going to school full time, but I had to stop working over it over at Brookfields because it's like at this point, I'm just I'm too busy and, and Brookfields was fine. So I so I quit my job at Brookfields and I was still working graveyards at Denny's. And while I'm doing that, I have this little place and then I got a business address, 1700 F Street, downtown Sacramento. So when people ask you have an office, yeah, I have an office downtown Sacramento. Ooh, so then I had an office downtown. Nobody ever came to my office, which is good. It was the basement of, a, of an antique uh, Victorian home. Okay. <clears throat> but I'm sitting there and I'm doing resumes for people. And, and then once I had Walmart and Walmart was there, well, I come to find out that Debbie knew her husband and her husband worked at a, uh, worked for another company and they wanted the same thing. So all of a sudden I was designing, doing resumes for people for a hundred dollars each, right? 50 bucks when they, if, if they got it and 50 bucks when they got the job, but I didn't care if I got the second 50, right? Mm -hmm. But I was writing these resumes and I was making people Oh my gosh, the titles I was giving people and everything else. Because again, all I, all you do is you go fill out your application, you give your job duties, and all they can do is say, hey, did so-and-so work here? Was this their job duties? Would you hire them again? The three legal questions that I knew could be asked, that's where I learned all this labor law and what could and couldn't be done and what I could get away with and couldn't get away with. And the great thing was is I figured out how to fill people's employment gaps, everything else, so that their resume was beautiful. And I was getting people jobs that they were way underqualified for, but their <laughs> resumes looked so good that it was like, holy crud. I asked people, it's like, I had a girl that literally got an award for twirling a baton. And because she got an award for twirling a baton, I showed her, I got her a job as an activities director and coordinator, <laughs> right? For a long-term care facility that was like one of the higher end ones in Sacramento. And I got, and the thing was, is companies started approaching me looking for employees because I was churning out these quality people, but it wasn't quality people. They were hungry people that I was helping beef up their stuff. You worked at your dad's business. What did you do? Did you ever take the mail out? Awesome. You were a courier at your dad's business doing this for finances and you were in charge of money. Well, no, my dad just made change. I had me make change out of the petty, out of the, you know, petty cash. That's fine. That's you handled the money. Are you kidding? Here's a bookkeeping job. <laughs> like here it is and they use quickbooks here's quickbooks here's a tutorial on quickbooks go home study us watch these videos for the next five and a half hours boom and they get these jobs and everybody's happy and everybody was just blown away and now all that started because i was able to just write things like that right beautiful it was great and then i i let the company go because it was just, it wasn't what I wanted to do, right? <laughs> yeah. And and Manpower, you know, the, the temp agency and uh, Manpower out there, they were mad at me. They're like, you don't have a temp agency stat. I'm like, yeah, I'm not giving people temp jobs. Well, you don't have a headhunter's license. You don't need one in the state of California. Well, who do you think you are? I think I'm a 22-year-old kid who knows more than you, apparently. <laughs> like, though, literally, at, like, I had just built this thing up, and it was going gangbusters. I had to give it away because I didn't want to do that. It's not what I wanted to do. But it was... It was so much practice and so good for me to be able to do that. So when people tell me, oh, man, I can't do this and this is my lot in life, I'm like, you have no idea. I, I 22 years old and I had people that were coming in to 
have me fill out their res uh, build their resumes and interview for jobs for different companies because companies were literally coming to me saying hey i need a supervisor for this this construction company i need somebody for this i need somebody for that they were calling me right and left because i was cheaper than a temp agency i was producing better people than a temp agency and it's because i was producing hungry people and there's nobody who's more zealous about a job than people who are hungry right mm -hmm. it's like you get told it for four twenty-five an hour you're gonna have a job working at mcdonald's for the rest of your life and then this food prep company you know food production company wants you to come in and take a job that's 36 25 an hour you tell me you're not going to work your butt off and hustle harder than anybody else. And so I would bring these people in and be like, oh my gosh, these people are amazing. The caliber of people were amazing and everything that you brought. Well, and then I started SIA and all of these people were supervisors at all these companies. And so when I told them, hey, yeah, how are you doing? And they got in touch with me. At that time, we were utilizing MySpace, okay? Facebook wasn't even a thing. There was no Facebook, Okay. And it was like, and these people were getting in contact with me like, what do you do? Oh, I've got this and it's a marketing firm. Oh, hey, we need help. Da, 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 da. And we need printing and we need this and we need that. And so all of a sudden, like I came into this business, this failing printing company that I had interned at and brought with me like 300 clients because of resumes that I had made and people that I had helped get jobs because everybody remembers the guy who helped them beef their resume and get their job that got them out of poverty. And they all worked so hard for it. You were talking about, you know, you don't need to have a degree. And that's that's true. If you've got the hustle, you'll make it, mm -hmm. you know. And for for me, having the degree wasn't because I needed the degree. There were things that I needed to refine in what I was doing in marketing and understanding understanding business. And I wanted to be able to look at, you know, uh, stat stat reports. And I wanted to be able to look at demographic analysis reports. And I wanted to be able to understand them and then to base, be able to build projections and things on that because I wanted to know what the market was going to do. And I knew that if once I knew what the market was going to do, I'd be in better shape. Yeah, I was in better shape to give myself anxiety knowing exactly what was going to happen with the economy every single time I saw it because I studied history and everything to it. But I got really good at it so i took this print company that hadn't made a profit in six years and i came and walked in and the day after i purchased it it was profitable wow and i was 24 years old 24 years old and i had to i used to have to say this all the time people would be like you're just a kid i'm like look i'm older than i look and if you're as old as you feel I'll be dead in four days. I have used that line since I haven't had until I haven't had to use it because nobody now questions my age, and anything <laughs> that I do, but which was an insult to me because I used to say that all the time. Then when somebody nailed my age directly, I was like, damn it, you know, at 35. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go with like 34, 35. Get out of my office. Kids, get out. <laughs> so I knew I didn't have to use that line anymore. But that's that that was the hustle. You know, the hustle was the things that that helped me be able to, to get where I was. But I built my company from nothing, you know, and it was like and I and, and then I spent my company time building other people's companies. I loved it. I remember Jim Tenney from Chocolate Fountains of Sacramento. I love that man. That man is one of one of my favorite people. He was one of my earliest clients, one of my longest clients, and he was absolutely a joy. The man was absolutely uh, loved the guy. The guy had a great heart, former military, had his stuff together, you know, loved helping that guy out. But boy, everything that you help those people out with, you know, Michael and Renee Frank, help them out with that with a little hot sauce. Boy, they love you. They want to name their next gerbil after you. You know, that's that's the kind of businesses that that I loved to help. I, you know, I worked for PepsiCo on a contract for, you know, it was a Pepsi Cares uh, campaign. And meh, did my job, got in, got out, was done. Kmart, did my job, got in, got out. Now, I found amazing things because I was able to figure out why Kmart was losing money and hemorrhaging when their board couldn't figure it out. And was able to help Kmart get from where they were to where they obviously got themselves back into a second time, you know. But those are the things that I love. So never think that because you're in an apartment or because you're only 19 or because whatever lot, whatever you think it is that's holding you back, none of it holds you back. If you've got the hustle, you will find your way and you will make it work. I came from homelessness. I was completely homeless i had nothing to being in a place where i 
get to turn down business. People hunt me out, seek me out. We went out to dinner and the owner was like, yeah, I know. I looked you up. I really would need your help. Like that's a regular thing now out here. People are like, wait a second. I got to look this guy up. This guy's just out here just enjoying way too much. And then it's like, holy crud. Why are you here? And that's the question they always ask. Why are you here? It's like, because I like small business. Now I'm in a position where we're talking about my ability to help, you know, 1,490 something businesses, basically 1,500 companies in an entire county to be in a position to be able to help that. I'm down. You know, (laughs) it's like it's exciting to be able to do that. We do this podcast because we love to entertain and share and, and to, you know, inform and educate and not educate because, you know, I'm some great authority. Look, I've learned from other people's mistakes. I was successful because I learned from other people's mistakes. I was more successful because I learned from my own. I've never been homeless since I was homeless. I've only been stabbed by one girl. <laughs> I've literally, you know, it's, it's, I learned my lesson the first time. So I just, I sit and I look at everything and it's like, okay. And don't let anything stop you. If you're like, I can't prep. Yes, you can. If you, if you sit there and you say, I can't garden. Yes, you can. There are things that you can grow in, in a bathroom. There's things you can grow in a closet. There's things that you can, you know, there, there's people that you can talk to. Think what family members you have. Do you have somebody with a bad backyard? Hey, grandma, you know, can I, can I go into your backyard? And I'll tell you what, grandma, I'm going to mow your backyard. I want you to give me a quarter of that backyard to grow a garden. Can I have a garden in your backyard? Grandma's going to say yes. Because <laughs> grandma wants you to come over all the time. Grandma loves you. And that's where it is. So it's like, okay, you just, you got to look at things and you have to say, I'm determined. I'm, I'm going to make this happen. And if you have the hustle and the will, you're going to do it. I can't tell you how many times Kiki was like, I don't know if I can do the garden. If I don't, I don't know if I can do this. And I don't even today. She didn't want to go out and talk to those guys. Cause she's like, they don't speak English. I'm like, that's what Google translate is for. And she's like, and I knew that she needed to do it because that's the kind of thing that she's going to sit happy the rest of today, knowing that she did it. See, you hear that? Because I'm right. It wasn't because I just didn't want to go out and help her because I always love to help her. She knows I always love to help her. How does she know? Because I bought a thing. To, uh, I bought an unloader for the for the truck. How's that unloader working? Um, amazingly. Right? So it's like I, I'll do whatever needs to be done to help her to, to grow and to do the things that she needs to do and to make her life easier. And I'm going to go out either today or tomorrow and go get a couple more hoses so that she has that. And that'll make her happy. See, you, you should see that big old smile. <laughs> like, really? Yes. We'll, we'll get some more hoses. My poor garden. <laughs> okay. Cause yeah. Cause you're, I see you. I saw you out there every morning. I see you when you're out there walking around and it's like, yeah, I'll get your, I'll get you your mo- more hoses. Cause that's what you need. That's what you want. And, and we know that you don't want, you know, a sprinkler system because, you know, getting water on the top of the leaves and plants isn't good for them. We want to get it to the base. And it's like, okay, no problem. I got this, you know? And it's like, so yeah, we'll go out today or tomorrow. We'll go get some hoses and and call it good because, you know, I want you to be successful. So understand. And I'm going to say this and and this is going to get people going, what you can raise worms. And if you think that that's not a valuable business to have, (laughs) It's absolutely valuable. Oh man, that vermiculture. Me. I have to start dipping into those. For yeah, the yeah. I need to go get more, but they're out every single time I go to look. Mm. So, but you can raise worms. You don't need any special dirt. You can get the cheapest topsoil that you <laughs> yep. want from Lowe's. You go get two storage bins from stinking. You know. You know what? I'll, I'll build one. I'm going to put it up, and and so you guys, I'll do another one for the video, so you guys can see it. Because we have like one of our bins right now is so overpacked. I have to again split it out Mm -hmm. worms double in number every 180 days or every 90 days i'm sorry every 90 days they double in number and you have the worms you have the soil the worms are in you have the the uh the tea that 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 comes out from the bottom and you have literally everything and worms are cheap and they're easy you know what they eat what do our worms love a banana. banana one banana one banana feeds an entire bin of worms for a week 
and they go nuts and they go town go to town on it and not the fresh banana they want to get it as it's older once it's letting off all, all that phenylene and all, all the stuff that makes it um what it smells and everything and they go nuts for that banana if you want to know how many worms you got then you just lift up the banana and there they are and it's like and it's easy to do and you know what you sell worms for bait holy crud a dozen worms five bucks okay so that's just your worms there. You sell them for gardens. You can sell them for by the pound. You you can have the space to do things as long as you're willing to do them, and that's and that's what it is. It's that drive. It's that it's it's what it's going to take. And so you got to ask yourself, what's stopping you today? And and stop it. Don't let anything stop you. You know, one of those stupid motivational posters that used to be up in a big way all over the early '90s. One of them said, "Success is a journey, not a destination." That is a hundred percent true. Every day you build, you either get up and you build success or you build nothing. Every day you make progress or you make excuses. We talk to other people who have podcasts that are like, I, we got kicked out of a, a podcast group because they didn't like the fact that our hustle was working mm-hmm. and that we were making a hustle. People are like, you guys are doing two podcasts a day. That's ridiculous. You should only do like one a week. How, how many, you know, how many people, how many downloads do you have? And it's like, um, like hundred and something thousand now combined what i don't have that many yeah we we make two podcasts a day (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's 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 amazing to me so don't 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 let anything stop you if you want to be an animator be an animator if you've never done it before learn watch videos and start to do it you want to raise worms raise worms you you want to know how hard it is to sell worms it is not hard to sell worms you could literally take a cooler full of worms in little storage containers that you got as to-go containers from any smart and final grocery store walmart whatever and you have the worms sitting in there in a cooler and selling those worms go out to a lake or a river or anywhere where there's a boat launch and sell those worms for five bucks a container people come up and see your worms and like holy crud great you sell a couple you know you sell like 50 of those a day awesome you made 250 bucks on worms that cost you nothing they ate your scraps you want to raise a chicken, raise a chicken, one female chicken, and just feed her scraps. Think about when you're going grocery shopping. What am I going to eat today? What will Penelope like? <laughs> you know, and then do that. You, there's no reason. Anything can be overcome. And get yourself in a better position tomorrow than you were today. And get yourself in a better position today than you were yesterday. And that's all it can be. A little, little steps get you to, your, get you to you know, success, period. So... With that, hope this was helpful. Really appreciate you guys so much. You have no idea how much I appreciate we appreciate our audience. It literally does make us beam. No matter what kind of day we have, we can even be arguing at each other and be like, we got to do a podcast. Hi. You know, but in, it's by the end of the podcast, we're always happy, happier than before we started. So with that said, thank you so much for joining us on the Afternoon Dive, where I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. Peace out with your peace out. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.